Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? Just remember when you come out the show. What's up? And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast. This week, we'll be previewing the 2023 The Memorial at Jack's Place. Always a fun event, elevated event this year. I believe it's only Max Homa and Tony Finau are the two biggest dogs not making it this week. And Max even tweeted out he's not making it because it's his sister's wedding. So he said, deal with it. Some things are more important than golf. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Um, you, you can find me on Twitter at BDNTrick, the podcast at Always Press DFS, and my co-host is always on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are we doing, my friend? I'm well. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. A uh, little half-day Monday for the holiday, and uh, got some more golf coming up here. We got an elevated event this week. We got the U.S. Open next week. I oh, know we got RBC Canada Canadian Open next week. Yep. Then the U.S. Open. My Correct. Bad. Yep. But uh, U.S. Opens uh, Father's Day weekend. Father's Day weekend. So we got some fun golf. Fun yep. golf coming up here. Loaded, loaded couple months to to enjoy before the FedEx playoffs and things wind down, and we figure out what to do with the rest of our lives. So, um, yeah, that's pretty good. We saw Emiliano Grio win this past week in Texas. I watched a lot of Saturday's action. The course was eating people alive on Saturday. It was pretty impressive between wind and just baked out conditions because they're renovating the whole course. They just stopped yeah. caring about it. They just All let right. it go to complete shit over the weekend, which. It's kind of frustrating, honestly, but uh, what was your thoughts on the tournament? Yeah, I mean, I didn't get to watch any any of it uh, on the weekend. I watched a lot on the uh, Thursday, Friday, but uh, yeah, Grillo uh, getting his first win, uh, we were talking about beforehand, you know, it's a long time coming for him. Uh, congrats to uh, everybody who's down millions betting him yeah. um, <laughs> over all, the years. They're all heroes yesterday. I mean, he's a DFS OG, man. I mean, he's been a long, he's been around on on tour for a long time. As far as as long as I've been, you know, following it, as long as we've been doing this, yep. um, I feel like the 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 real story and the, and the funnest part about the first two days though was Michael Block. I was waiting for this. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. The uh, the the man of the people, or how are we going about this now? Whatever. Uh, yeah. DFL. Yeah, it. You know he. He set himself up. I mean, like I get it. You 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 got some confidence going into uh, the next event or whatever because you did play out. Of, I mean, just all time heater for four days uh, at the PGA Championship. Probably did way too many interviews. Um, didn't want to say no to anybody, but at the same time, like you got to watch a little bit what you say on the interviews. Like when somebody asks you what's the difference between yours and Rory's game, it's not he hits it fifty yards farther than me. Yeah. You know, that, I mean, that might be the starting point, but you better have about 40 more things coming after that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, man. I mean, it's just, it's just a ridiculous comment. I saw people on Twitter, you know, trying to make excuses for him. Oh, he's, he's just saying all kinds of different things and he doesn't, you know, maybe you said, you'd say something you regretted too if you were on every podcast, but he never did walk it back. And then it was just absolutely brutal the first day. I mean, God, the Twitter was fun though. I mean, it was a blast to be on Twitter that yeah. on, yeah, for on was, Thursday. Yes, it was. Um, it, I realized we weren't the only ones talking crap last week. Yeah, put that way, that, that rubbed that rubbed people a lot of people the wrong way. I mean, that comment, it, like it's one thing, you know, it, he's had chances. It's not like he's brand new. You know, it's it, he's he's had he's had opportunities to compete on the PGA Tour and he's never done it except for one weekend. 
at the PGA Championship on the biggest stage. Don't get me wrong. Um, I heard he got offered fifty thousand dollars for a seven iron. Did you hear this? Yeah, the one he got the hole in one with. Yeah, yeah. And he's that, he uh, that would have been, been gone. Yeah, <laughs> it was fifty thousand dollars to the PGA Hall of Fame. Like gone. Oh, Take is it. that what it was? Yeah, that's what I, I was mean, told. Yeah. The PGA Hall 100%. of Fame wanted. It. Like, yeah, here you go, have it. I, I figured you wanted it for free because you're the Hall of Fame or the PGA right. Tour. But fifty grand, yeah, sure, sounds good. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, I guess he'll be back next week, assuming he. Yeah, how, how bad are the people at the RBC Canadian Open regretting that freaking decision? I feel like there's a lot of guns jumped here, man. I mean, you know, I don't think he spent his time wisely between Sunday and Thursday, um, but you could just see it from the very beginning that, like, this is going to be a long day on Thursday. And it was. I mean, yeah, that's it's 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 rough um, to watch. Uh, I don't really feel bad for him though, just because I feel like he set himself up for that, and it is what I, it is. I had you and multiple other people texting me throughout the day because I was working, yeah. and uh, I always do a Thursday night baseball pod, so I had the replay on, and I'm watching it while I'm recording. I'm just like have a smirk on my face the entire time because it's just like like he hit a ball on. I think it was 18. He's probably already just like mentally just done with everything. He hooked it so far left, snap hooked it, and he just like drops his club and shrugs his shoulders. And I was like, "What are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> what is going on?" I mean, it's it, it was it was bizarre, man. I mean, yeah. he did come back a little bit. Obviously, shot seventy four, nowhere near the cut. But Friday. in between that, he's talking about, well, you know, I've shot fifty nine, fifty eight in my life. He's trying to pump himself up. Got to shoot eleven <laughs> to make the just to get even. He shot eleven over the first day. He's got to shoot fifty nine. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just bizarre. Oh, world. And then he's me, out man. there, uh, you know, wanting to go see his family, but he has time for two hours to drink and sign autographs afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot to it. I'm glad that we don't have to deal with it this week, and we can move on. Um, I'm really excited for the Memorial. It's always a really good tournament, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, normally Colonial is not a memorable tournament for me, but uh, Grio winning. Block DFL. It's uh, it's one of the ones that's gonna it's gonna stay, stay around for a while. while. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, you had a uh, Grio winning. You had some other guys hanging around up top that were fun to watch. Harry Hall uh, out of nowhere. You know, out of nowhere. eight under on Thursday. I will say one of the funnier things I heard. Here is Saturday. I watched it briefly, so I might had to be Saturday. Um, I totally blanking now. Uh, Trevor Rimmelman in the booth. He goes, Harry Hall. He looks like a guy out of Peaky Blinders. I know. I think uh, I think Larry Nan- or Jim Nance says he looks like a guy out of Peaky Blinders, and, and Immelman goes, "Actually, Jim, that's his favorite TV show." And he goes on this whole rant about it, like, "Oh, this is great. This is freaking great." I mean, it's a great TV show. It Don't is a great. TV. He looked just like it. He's got the accent and everything. Like it fits. It fits. We were calling way. him the ghost of Ben Hogan. Yeah, that's um, that's funny. That'd I mean, good. he 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 was that was special sixty two on on yeah. Thursday on that course. I mean, the way that course was playing, yes. that was nasty. Yeah, nasty stuff. Yeah, uh, and it then sucks even, that he couldn't hold on, but I get because even like it was early Saturday, I think he like double double, and then he battled back to even on the day and stuff. Like, kids got game, so yeah, just see how he keeps carrying that one over. Uh, that's why I like those kind of tournaments. You still had enough big guys to keep it interesting. Scotty was always hanging around. Uh, Hovland made a run late, but then you also have a ton of these younger guys getting a chance to kind of show what they got on a very tough golf course. Like a very like Max Homa came. He tweeted it before the wedding thing that I was telling you about. Like you said, he finished like T15 or something, like 500 or something like that. Maybe not. I can't remember what it was. He said he, would, he finished. He's pretty happy with it. And he goes, something about it being like one of the hardest single golf courses he'll play every year, and he loves playing it. Like it's T9. just one of those things. To my homa. Yeah, T9. Yeah, T9. So, yeah. yeah. He was pretty pumped about it. Like, 
it's such a challenging golf course that makes you play golf. And he was, uh, it was, it was good to see these guys get, take care of business. Yeah. They just over, over the weekend made it as hard as it possibly could be. Yeah. Didn't water the greens at all. Like they were talking about the greens being purple because they were just, Oh, so it was burnt, nasty. You know? They were, they were nasty looking like yeah. they would hit the front of the green and it would end off. It was like a US open. It was off the green. It was, it was nuts. So we'll see what it looks like next year. Fully renovated. Yeah. Have a chance to, to have some fun with that again. But all right, let's talk about a course that got renovated a few years back. I remember seeing videos of the uh, machines coming onto the course while the, the final groups were finishing holes. Like that was, it's almost like, hey, you guys could like wait a little bit maybe. Yeah, like, they baked this place soon. out that year, if you remember too. Yeah, they baked it out. Done. They were tearing it apart. They were in the fairway, ripping out yeah. fairways while guys were on the final green. It's like, yeah, I remember. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you got for some past event history on the Memorial? Yeah, last year, uh, Billy Horschel was the winner. Uh, Thirteen under four shots over Aaron Wise, um, Patrick Cantlay's won this twice. The first or the second time in 2021, 13 under playoff over Morikawa. John Rahm was the 2020 champion, 19 or nine under, three shots over Palmer. Cantlay shot 19 under. Um, I feel like that's at, like right before they renovated it. Was that was that like uh, around? Uh, then? Sounds about right. Yeah, I think it's been um, about two or three years since renovation. Yeah, too. Uh, and then so. Cantlay was two shots over uh, Adam Scott um, that year. Bryson DeChambeau was the fifth, uh, was the eighteen winner, fifteen under playoff. Ben on Kyle Stanley, uh, Jason Duffner won it in twenty seventeen. William McGirt won it in twenty sixteen. Twenty fifteen was Dave, David Lingmurth. Hideki's past champion. Tigers won it five times. Justin Rose past champion. That's pretty much it. Yeah, the renovation was. Um... After 2020, so it's only been a couple of years. Yeah, since, that means uh, because if you well, so I guess 20 in 2020 that yeah. it was nine under. That's when they baked it, just baked it out, completely so baked that it was out. The yeah. one. And Ron was supposed to win also, and he got the COVID thing on Sunday after he was smoking the field. So keep that. What in year mind. was that? Was that that 21? was the year that was uh, the COVID year? So that'd be 20. That had to be, had to be in 21, I think, because yeah. he won in 20. It was the it was the year Cantley won. Yeah, so 21. Yeah, so there yeah. you go. There you go. Yeah, I forgot about that. People. Yeah, he was like 19 under. He was yeah, he's way it, ahead destroying of it. And he was pissed because he's like, I have no symptoms. They're letting other guys play by themselves with their caddies. Why can't you let me play by myself? Everything you said, looking back now, not far yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Those were the rules back then, unfortunately. So just remember that when you think about John Rahm in this golf course, we'll talk about him in a bit. He destroys this place because he's John Rahm. But um, this place we're speaking of is Mirfield Village, Jack's Place, par 72, 751 yards. Uh, obviously Jack's designs his golf courses to make you hit certain spots to lead into your next. He, he wants you to play golf, not just bombs away. It is a long golf course with so distance. A hundred percent helps here, but he also like 12 holes have water. There's going to be bunkers all over the place. There's tree lines all over the fairways. The rough is super penal. So he wants you to hit fairways. Like means, Hey, if you gotta take your driver out, take your driver out, make sure you make the fairway. Um, the par fours, a lot, most of them range between four fifty and 500 yards. Um, the par fives, there's four of them. They're the only four holes in the entire golf course that play under par. So that tells you bogey avoidance everywhere else is huge. That's why most scores are in the like, you know, nine to 13 range, give or take. Some guys get hot when the weather helps out a ton, but the fairways are super wide. Don't get me wrong. They, they, they're the 15th widest fairways on tour, but with the rough being so penal, do you really want to play those games type situation? Right. Um, the average, I was reading somewhere today, actually, so the winning score might be like, say, anywhere like 9 to 13 under. But the overall average score of everyone that makes the cut is barely under par. 
that tells you how difficult this course can play. So yeah. bogey avoidance, par five scoring approach game is tremendously important here. Um, and you, you, these greens aren't hard to put on though. That is one thing. Like if you can get there with your good approach game, you're going to give yourself chances to score. And that's why guys can go low from time to time, but it's a great course. And it's gonna be a hell of a test with this field this week. So yep. what do you got? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I wait accuracy over more so over distance this week. Um, Birdie or better, I think, you know, obviously for the winner, uh, if you're just trying to find guys who make cuts, bogey avoidance, but uh, plenty of course history. So I'll wait that quite a bit too. Yep. Plenty of that course history does come into play here, even with the renovation. It's still a lot of things don't change much at this golf course. But uh, let's get into the DK picks of the week. We got five guys over 10K. Yes, Scotty Scheffler at 11 3, John Rahm at 11,000, Rory at 10 6, Cantley at 10 5, Xander at 10 2. Um, that is in my model one, four, eight, two, and three. Go figure. The one thing I'll say before I give it to you is when you talk about accuracy, I talk about good drives. Okay, this field it's a it's an invitational because it's Jack's place, so it should be around 120 ish people, give or take. Yep. Um, the T65 still make the tie. The T65 and ties make the cut. I mean, can you guess what Rory rates in this field on good drive percentages over the last 24 rounds? Hmm. 80th 101st so <laughs> if you guys want to pick a spot of why rory's game's off a bit because he is exquisite in everything else like and pretty much everything else his putting's been bad and his good drive's been bad other than that i just want to bring that up who do you like in this range well if he had michael block's short game yes. um <laughs> i got him i got them all checked off except for rory uh it's it's weird about scotty you know what i mean like i'm like scotty's kind of in a down spot and he's only finished uh, inside the top five in his last three events um the weird thing about scotty is like if you look at his rounds over his, over the last three events his worst round is always on saturday yep that's a good point his it's struggle really hard really strange i mean um I don't know what what's going on there on Saturdays, but uh, he's just or, on, or more day. So on Friday nights. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, but he's a really like, yeah, he's not. A I don't know. And, he's not a go out and do stuff guy. No, he's like, I don't know. It's just strange. Then again, don't Tiger know, wasn't gotta, at one time. I'm just kidding. Do what? <laughs> then again, Tiger wasn't at one time either. Right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> I'm not even drink not coffee. Scotty is. I'm just saying. <laughs> Scotty doesn't even drink coffee in the morning. Does he go and get uh, pie at night at the, the local coffee house? Yeah, I mean, maybe. Uh, who knows? But like, there's some kind of something in his mental uh, game there that's uh, just fucking him up on Saturdays. But obviously, like Scotty, John Rom, you know, I mean, he is what he is. Should have won this back to back in 20 and 21. Uh, Cantlay's got great course history. Third, first. 32nd, 7th, 1st, 4th, 35th. And I was thinking, you know, Cantley's having a down, down year too, but he's not. He's not. He hasn't missed a cut since <laughs> Phoenix. Um, he's finished inside the top basically 21 every in every event since Phoenix. Got a couple of, you know, top five sprinkled in there. Um, he's having a really good year. And then Xander, I think, is, is very playable too. He's made the cut every year since 2018. Finished inside the top 20 every year. But with the price, I mean, you've got to have a winner. So, you know, if I'm going to drop one guy, it's probably Xander here. Um, obviously, like Scotty and she- and Scheffler. I mean, Scheffler and Rom, yep. hot takes there. So, yeah, we're on the same page. I, I have them all checked off, but Rory, just because if I get so to pick Rory, game, probably wins. Yeah, exactly. There you go. You can finish the podcast now, guys. We'll stop. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just pick Rory. I'll, I'll give you my Venmo. Yeah. <laughs> just let me know how it goes <laughs> for you. Um, 
but yeah, like Scotty is Scotty. Rom's Rom. This is like not heartbreaking analysis here. I'll take Rom over Scotty. I'll say that much. But they're both, and every time I pick one or the other, the other one's the one that does well. So again, go with that knowledge as well. But um, when it comes to Cantley and Shoffley, it's really interesting. Cantley, honestly, per price, I could see myself having more Cantley over Ramen Scheffler just for his history and the way he plays here. Like, there's certain, like, we know Cantley is one of those guys that has certain courses he loves and just dominates. Yeah. And this yeah. is one of them, 100%. So I like the idea of Cantley. But the reason I want to keep Xander in the pool for now is he'll be probably the lowest in this range ownership wise because of everything you said. You're not wrong. You're not wrong in what you said. But you, he's third in my model over the last 24 rounds. He's seventh in approach. He's fifth in uh, the par fives, uh, 550 to 600 because they're longer par fives. He's fifth in par five, or he's fourth in par five scoring over the last 24 rounds. He's fourth in bogey avoidance. We've seen Xander play tough courses very, very well. And you look at his past history here 18th, 11th, 13th, 14th. So he's not like crushing it. Like you said, you need a winner, but he's showing that like he's probably like what two birdies away from a top five. Maybe yeah. the way this plays out. So uh, it's a lot of what ifs. That is PGA golf in a nutshell. So if you want to look for leverage, Alexander can't be completely ignored in this scenario. 9K range. You got Morikawa at 99, who just seems lost. Hovland at 97. J Day at 94, the local boy. Hatton at 93. JT at 92. Sungjae, who, what the hell is going on with him at 91? And my boy Fitz at 9K. So this is a very interesting range to me. Yeah, it's it's gonna be hard to avoid it. Um, I mean, Ho- Hovland has is four four made cuts um, at this event. Hasn't missed a cut in forever. He had a really bad Sunday. I don't know what happened there, but um, this past week, of course, coming off the the second place finish of the PGA Championship, still finished sixteenth. Um, I think he's a really good play this week. Jason Day, like you said, fr- lives in Columbus, um, Ohio, uh, and so is familiar with the place. He's played here a lot. Thirty uh, first last year, fourth, seventh, the two years before that. So, and it, it's coming in better form. Argue, I mean, way better form than I would say last year. He's got a win under his belt. He did miss the cut at the PJ Championship, but I wouldn't really hold that against him. Uh, and then Hatton for me at ninety three or ninety three hundred is is also uh, in play. Thirty third here in his only start in two thousand nineteen um, has been playing just really, really, really good golf. For Terrell Hatton, uh, I want to click Fitzpatrick's name, but you tell me, man. You're more of the Fitz whisperer than I am. It's just kind of odd him coming off the miscut, back-to-back miscuts at this event. I feel like this would be a good place for him. Yeah, on paper, it's, it's a great place for him. I guess I probably have had him on both miscuts the last two years here. I guarantee <laughs> you I've been – because, and I'll be in on him again this year because it does fit his game perfectly. It fits it extremely well. Uh, the miscut at the PGA, again, grain of salt stuff there. 35th at Wells Fargo. You won the heritage. Um, this should set up for him. Now, he was obviously cheaper than 9K back in the day, so you could kind of like throw him in here. Not much, though. That's true. He was, He's like in the mid-8s. So he was not – no, it was 9-1 last year, and he was 8-7 okay. the year before that. So that's about right, then. Checks out. He's 23rd in my model. Uh, He's 11th in bogey avoidance. He's 21st in the par fives. Like, he doesn't, like, light the world on fire anywhere else, but the bogey avoidance is huge. His short game's been tremendous lately. So I do like Fitz at 9,000. I'll, I'll, I'll be on that train. Problem is, is I love Patton. I'm a, I'm, we've been riding that train for a while now, and he has not disappointed. Yeah. Uh, the run he's been on is nuts. 15th at the PGA, 5th at the Nelson, 3rd at Wells Fargo, 19th at Heritage. He's just performing awesome, awesome. And you, you talk about his past history. He hasn't played much. 19th, finished 33rd. 
much different golfer now. Like fifth, he's fifth in my model. He's sixth in par fours, four fifty to five hundred. He's ninth in bogey avoidance. Um, he's eighteenth in good drives. He's eleventh uh, around the green, eleventh in approach. Like he just does everything well. So I love Hatton. Uh, Day was the other guy I had knocked off here. He's had like recently he's played well here, and in, in general he's playing great. So those are the guys I'm looking at in this range. It's going to be fun because like Morikawa's got the history here, but he's playing garbage golf right now. Like you just can't put it all together. That could change in the moment's notice. But um, yeah, it's uh, I am definitely in on Hatton, but I like Fitz as well. I'm, I'm going to keep going to it because because I this like you said is a perfect golf course for his game. 8K, you got Spieth at 89, Cam Young at 88, Hideki at 87, Burns 86, Fowler 85. Fowler got into the U.S. and British Open with his performance last week. Sahith Thagala, 84, Corey Connors, 83, Wyndham Clark, 82, Lowry, 81, and then Siwoo and Adam Scott at 8,000. I've almost checked everybody off in this range. This is a good range. I mean, this is a uh, cash uh, specialty in this range. Do what? You can make a cash lineup in this range. Yeah, this is like major championship type of type of stuff here. Uh, Ricky at 85. Um, I was really mad at him for his miscut at PJ Championship, and then he turned right back around and finished sixth last week. So, obviously, that was just a bit of a fluke at the PGA. Um, Thigala at 84. Two of two made cuts here. Finished fifth here last year. Hasn't missed a cut since the Sanderson's back in – November, the fall, whenever that was. Corey Connors, when you think about a place that like Corey Connors would play well, it's low scoring um, or high scoring, however you want to put it. Basically, the, the, the winning score is not that high. Uh, he's not he's never missed a cut here since 2019, and every start he's made the cut. Best finish was 13th, which was last year, and he's coming off a 12th place finish at the PGA Championship, finished 8th at the Wells Fargo. feel like it's setting up for Corey Connors' chalk week, but probably going to have to eat it. Shane Lowry, uh, 32nd and 6th in his last two starts um, at Jack's place here, coming off the 12th place finish at the PJ Championship. He's kind of had an, uh, an okay year, uh, but uh, I like him this week. Love Adam Scott. Um, never missed a cut here since 2013. Almost definitely play at a lot of Adam Scott this week if I had, you know, if I played more than one lineup, which I may, um, I'll probably put him in all of them because uh, he's just, dude's just balling out right now. Uh, and like I said, the course history is there. And then last but not least, I mean, Siwoo surprisingly has really good course history uh, at this tournament. Um, he withdrew in 2017, but has not missed a cut since then and finished 13th year last year, ninth the year before that. Uh, and it's coming off a 29th place finish at the uh, Charles Schwab last week. Uh, did miss the cut to PJ championship, but was second at the Byron Nelson the week, the week before that. And he missed it on the number yep. at the PJ championship. So, Siwoo's uh, sneaky, I, th- I feel like, this week. Of course, that's all dependent. I'm, I'm sure Mayo loves him, and if he gets the Mayo bump, it may be a little bit higher than expected. But there's some definitely, like you said, cash-worthy dudes right in this lineup. I mean, you can literally click three guys' name for sure, in my opinion. Um, you off a, you off a Spieth? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, if, he, if, he's not oh my, cut, if he's not going to make the cut at Colonial, like, uh, no, I'm not. I'm not on. I mean, his course history is pretty good, but I'm yep. not. He's that, seventh that, in power five scoring in this field, twelfth in billion for like everything I'm looking at. He does well, <laughs> but his his wrist. He's he does that with two wrists usually though. Yeah, so, so we'll see. So for me in this range, Hideki, I always just get gravitated to Hideki because the stats look great. He's eighty seven hundred bucks. He's tenth in my model. He's tenth in par five scoring. Seventh in bogey avoidance. You look at history here with Mr. Hideki Matsuyama. DQ'd last year. I can't remember what that was for now. Uh, 62nd missed cut, but then 6th and 13th 
at one point and you know coming in here 29th of pga 23rd of the byron nelson don't mind him at all at 8700 bucks ricky at 85 i'll 100 be back on he does like this joint one of my favorite plays in this range is Sahith at 84. You mentioned the past history here. And you just look at his recent results. He's playing really good golf, like 40th at PGA, whatever. 56 at Wells Fargo, but fifth at Heritage. He's been on a run, knows the course well. So I like Sahith. You mentioned Connors, who I don't mind. Wendy Clark's playing great golf, so he could be in the player pool if I make multiple lineups. But these last three guys down here, like just to save some cash, Shane Lowry at 8100 bucks, all over that. Uh, 32nd, a sixth here the last two years. Uh, so he will definitely be in for me 12th at the PGA Championship. Uh, and then what you said about Adam Scott, love Adam Scott this week. I hope that's where the only ones that love Adam Scott, but I don't think that'll be the case. Well, I'm, I'm the with you the one thing I think is, you know, Siwoo's right there, and then you got Corey Connors yeah. above him, Ricky yeah. above him. I hope, and a lot, a lot of people just don't like playing Adam Scott, which is weird to me. Weird, because he just performed. Yeah, <laughs> he just makes the cut makes yeah. and cashes a check every week. Yep, he does, but we're looking forward to get six of six lineups. So that sounds pretty good to me. Yeah. Um, so I love Adam Scott. And then I I do FC Woo. Like Bayo will probably love him. You're probably right. But he's 30th in my model. You mentioned the past history. C Woo loves courses. Like it, it's not a Pete Dye course, but Jax is about as close as you'll get to Pete Dye because he makes you hit certain shots like Pete Dye does. And that's what C do C Woo does very, very well. So I am I am a C Woo fan. You mentioned the past history, the current form isn't bad either. Uh, so I'll definitely on board with some Siwoo Kim this week. 79 to 75, you got Tom Kim, Grio, Bradley, Cam Davis, who had everybody down last week, Gary Woodland, Keith Mitchell, Denny McCarthy, English, Cooch, and Billy Ho. What do you like in this range? Yeah, the, the Cam Davis trunk slam was something else, man. Um, Tom Kim at 7,900. I, I think like my model likes him. I think he's hitting the ball well enough. It's just uh, the putter is not cooperating so um i would be willing to take a chance on him keegan uh obviously ball striker uh and, and it doesn't really matter about the putter necessarily well, it does to a certain extent but in these uh lower scoring events um, he can thrive kuchar at 7500 is, is very interesting to me he's made the cut three consecutive years at this tournament um is is definitely having a better year this year than he did last year even though he missed the cut the pj championship but uh has played very well and then last but not least Harris English, seventy five hundred, uh, missed the cut here last year, but was was a, was right around the lead until a seventy six on Sunday last week at the Charles Schwab. Before that, he missed the cut at the PGA Championship, third at the Wells Fargo. Um, so those are kind of two good comps there as far as uh, places where you know it's not going to get to twenty under, um, and, and it's not going to get twenty under here either. Of course, the PGA Championship in between those. Was also not going to get to twenty under, but I like to pick and choose because um, I'm the tout here, so I get to cherry pick. Yep. So <laughs> you missed the cut here last year, but made three consecutive before that. His best finish was in 2020; he was 13th. Um, so I do like Harris English quite a bit this week. Now, if you guys are looking for like comp tournaments, I like the Wells Fargo because I'm looking for distance slash tough courses. So Wells Fargo, Tory would be one. You could probably even put Riviera Genesis in there as well. Uh, if you just want tough courses, you got API, you got the P, uh, the players, stuff like that down there. Yep. But uh, think about guys that have played well on those kind of tracks, not high scoring tracks, but you have to still hit good golf shots. Otherwise, they're going to eat your lunch. That's the kind of stuff you want to look at. Um, for me in this range, I still have Grio checked off. I hate playing guys after they win, but he's 17th in my model. He should be. He just won a freaking golf tournament. But he's like 15th in the par fives, 550 to 600. He's eighth in the par fours, 450 to 500. And more importantly, when it comes to Grio, similar to last week, okay history. 32nd, miscut, miscut, ninth, 23rd, 
like can you i just don't know what shape he's in as we were joking earlier about his tweets lately he's yeah he's loving life he's loving life yeah I, so. I, I i'd probably avoid Greer this week but yeah. i'm sure the stats are there because and again like, people like, avoided brooks last week he finished 500 par like top 14 <laughs> just, yeah just but that was brooks is different i understand as an exhibition <laughs> oh, we're going there <laughs> an exhibition that wanted about three hundred thousand dollars yeah whatever um after uh after that I like Bradley a ton it kind of goes back to the you know you talk about guys at the wells the the farmers stuff like that longer tougher courses he's on great there all season long so 7800 bucks and I've I've pretty much been on him a ton uh this season especially at these trickier golf courses 29th at the PGA 35th at Wells 48th at Heritage make the cut maybe make a run see what happens so I like that when it comes to Bradley uh Keith Mitchell it's, he's been kind of he has like west coast swing was crushing it kind of fallen off here on the the last like month or two if you look at the recent history here 18th 22nd 48th that kind of gets my attention but like i said recent form 58th, 59th that was at pga and wells miscut the heritage he's kind of scuffling but maybe he just needed a breather because he's going hard there for a bit um the other guys i will have here will be kuchar you mentioned him he's 11th in my model he's first around the green eighth in the par five 550 to 600 ninth in just par fives in general 13th in the bogey avoidance and like you said, that past history stood out to me in a big way when I looked at it. Yeah. 45th withdrawal, 32nd cut, 13th. The fact he's doing that uh, with those good finishes when he does it is good, let alone, you know, miscut the PGA, but then he's made a boatload of cuts before that. So 75, even in cash, could be interesting with, with Mr. Matt Kuchar. 7K to 74, who you like him? So uh, been on at 7,400. Uh, I mentioned him. They finished second here in 2018. Uh, he has missed three consecutive cuts at this tournament, but he is having a much better year than the last three years for Ben on. Uh, two consecutive top 25s for him, uh, playing really good golf at the moment. Cebes, uh, he's two of two made cuts at this event, finished 21st last week. Uh, Thomas Dietrich at uh, 7,100 has never played here, but back-to-back made cuts for him on tour. And Svens is sixty nine hundred, so I'll save him for the next round. That's all I got. I'm not a big fan of this below seventy five above. I've got plenty below six, though. Yeah, there are a lot below six. I'm with you there, but I went one hundred percent with you on Benny Ann. Uh, KH Lee is another guy. He's like Ann was sixteenth in my model. KH Lee is fourteenth, uh, fourth in par five scoring, seventh in good drives, and then uh, if you look back on Lee, fifty third, sixty fifth, thirty seventh. His last three years here. So he could be a guy to look at. Ryan Fox, if we're talking about guys that can hit it far and play well, uh, Fox would be a dude 21st last week, 23rd at the PGA Championship. He's 7100 bucks. He seems like a guy that's close to really doing some damage. Uh, so I, I like him quite a bit. He played here in 19 and missed the cut, but that was God knows how long ago for him, like talent-wise where he's been on his journey. Um, other than that, like Cebes, who you mentioned, I like a lot. Dietrich I'm in on. Jaeger bombs, if you want a guy that can tilt you, he's all or nothing, so he's interesting. Um, but that's about all I have in this range too. It's mainly like the big bombers or, uh, have some, uh, honor Lee fun as well. Now, 6k, like you said, you can go a lot of ways down here. So what do you like him in the 6k range? Yeah, there's Svensson at 6,900. He made the cut here, uh, in his only appearance last year, finished 45th, three straight made cuts for him. Justin Sue, uh, missed the cut here in his only start in 2019, but he's just playing really, really solid golf right now for somebody who's $6,900, uh, Garrick Higo finished 18th here last year. I mean, it, the the form is not there coming in, but that one finish would allow me to play him some. I'm not like I said, I'm not. He's not gonna be on my single entry team, but I would play him a little bit. 
Will Gordon having a solid year. Um, never played here. Ekro uh, had a good, uh, solid 16th place finish last week. Finished second the week uh, before that to Byron Nelson. Has never played here. Neesmith, your boy, um, from a couple weeks out. ago. Yep, 37th here last year. Had three consecutive miscuts before that, uh, but has five consecutive make cuts on tour. Batea Ashke at uh, 65. Um, he had a solid uh, tournament last week. He, well, he finished 56. He started well. He just had a well, shot yeah. 77 on Sunday. Um, but three consecutive make cuts for him. He's never never played here before, though, either. But he's one of the guys that I would. And then Ches Reevy at $6,200. That's interesting. It is. It, you know, two consecutive make cuts for Ches. Pretty good after uh, he during the beginning of the year, he missed six consecutive. Um, so he's made five out of his last six. And has been playing solo golf, and he's got the good course history here too. It's, you know, he hasn't played here since 2020, but uh, had a 22nd place finish. Did they play this twice in 2020? Yeah, they played it back. Yeah, they to went back. back to back. They, yeah, because they of COVID, it. they used it, and they changed it up a little bit for the next round. I think Morikawa won the first day, the first week, and then that was Rombo Cantley the second week. That's weird. Yeah. It's a weird thing. I remember, about those I remember times, they, 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 grew, they grew the rough out for the second week. All those, yeah, it was a whole different thing. Change the tee boxes up and yeah. Um, well, I mean, Chez at sixty two hundred bucks is uh has made the cut here at the course um five out of six times. So pretty good at somebody sixty two hundred bucks. I don't hate it. I'm with you on Justin Suss, sixteenth to twenty sixth the last two weeks on tour. Like when you talk about approach game, he's been pretty spot on of late, uh, even though his stats don't mimic it. So it's a weird set of stats there. Alex Smalley at sixty eight hundred bucks. We talk about uh, recent form here, 40th, 23rd, 18th, his last three events. 18th is at Wells Fargo, so that stands out. Adam Shank at 6800 bucks, second last week, three straight missed cuts, 31st. We know what Shank can do. He's had his, like really good finishes, rough ones. He finished 26th here last year, so he could be one to look at. Uh, Streelman, I'm going to mention him, 6700 bucks. He was hanging around this past week, finished 9th at the Schwab, 18th at the Wells Fargo. Some courses to keep in mind. And then his history here, miscut last year, then 13th, 54th, 4th, 44th. So he's had some decent finishes, playing some pretty good golf. He's not a bomber guy that most people would look at as like, oh, i got to play Kevin Streelman. So he'll usually fly under the radar. He's 33rd in my model this week. You mentioned Eckrode at 66, playing just really, really good golf. So I'm not against that one. Mark Hubbard at 6500 bucks. He's 24th in my model. And I'm thinking, I usually like Mark Hubbard and Birdie Fest, not like tough golf courses. We look at his recent results, ninth at the Schwab, 75th at PGA, 27th at Wells Fargo, 18th at Mexico, 11th at the Heritage. So he's doing well there. But more importantly, we talk about tough, tough golf courses. Um, Mr. Hubbard here, uh, $6,500. did not play here last year, 42nd and 72nd. So not great finishes, but two made cuts in his two appearances at this course. My boy Sam Stevens checks the box at bucks. Yes, he is $6,500. He's 29th last week, 72nd, 34th, 47th. Four straight made cuts for Mr. Sam Stevens. So we're going to go his direction. You mentioned Neesmith. I have nothing else to say there except play him. I think he's just playing really good golf. Lipsky at $6,400. Finished 16th here last week. But uh, you look at uh, 37th here last year, 48th in 2019. So if you're going cheaper for a guy that's played well here, don't hate it. And then I'll let you take the Revy card. There's probably a few more dudes down here, honestly. Like, I don't hate the review play, but I didn't go too much farther down here. But you could probably have some fun if you really wanted to get goofy down here. The one thing I'm going to ask you, I'm not going to play him at all. I'm just going to 
pure curiosity sense here because I like the guy. I think you do too. What the hell's wrong with Kevin Kisner? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I've not, I've not, down here I've not followed it close enough, but he's, he's had just had an absolute terrible fucking season. So I, don't, I have yeah. no idea what's going on with him. He hasn't played here the last two years, miscut in 2020, made two cuts prior to that. And he's look at his current form, man. It's, it's miscut, miscut, withdrawal. Like it's, man, yeah, it's I don't know. Maybe see. he's battling an injury or something. Maybe let's hope so because it sucks to see kids struggle. I like that yeah. cockiness and that just, I'm a down home boy. <laughs> it's yeah, just think if, th- just think if he could hit it as far as Rory does. Just think if he was paired with Block and they both got cut. You think that two hour <laughs> photo session afterwards? Oh boy! <laughs> All right, let's recap things real quick. Ten uh, K and above. Who you like him? I'll say Rom. I'll go with man. We already know it's Rom or Shepherd. I'll go with Cantley to be different. I think this could be a week if you want to save a few shekels. Nine uh, K range. Hatton. It's had. I'm not going to be cute. It's well. You took. I'll take Fitz. There you go. Uh, 8K range. Adam Scott. I like that. I'll go with Sahith. Sahith, Sahith at 84. Uh, 75 to 79. Harris English. Give me Keegan Bradley. Uh, 7K to 74. Bez. Uh, 72. See Bez. I'll go with Ryan Fox at 71. And who's your favorite 6K play? Uh, uh, Justin Suh. I like that a lot. Um, I think to be different, ownership's usually not too crazy down here, but I'll go with Kevin Streelman at 67. I don't think anybody's going to want to play him, at least I hope not. So that'd be pretty sweet. If you're starting a cash game lineup out this week, who are you starting it with? Yeah, it's uh, it's Adam Scott, Corey Connors, and probably Ricky. Yeah, I, I just flat out go, give me Kucher, Scott, and Connors, and have fun. Just go that direction. Uh, but GPP, you can literally do scars and scrubs, scrubs here if you want. Like this is yeah. definitely a thing. So how are you building your GPP lineup? Yeah, Rom. Um, probably dip down, take me uh, Ches Revy, and then I'll go back up because then I would have eighty two hundred left. So I'd see Yeah, I don't know how well this will work. But give me Cantlay, Hatton, and Sahith, and then get some cheapies. You can do it. It's possible cheap. for sure. It is possible. So that'd be one. Obviously, there's many other ways to go in a, a loaded, loaded field like this. And that'll come to show you when we look at the odds to win this week. Scotty is six to one. Rom is seven and a half to one. Cantley's even ten to one. Xander is twelve. Rory is fourteen thanks to his driving abilities. Vic is eighteen. Who do you like this week? Like Hatton at twenty five. Got a little juice to it. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Like this week. I would probably click his name and sprinkle a little bit there. Corey Connors at 45, uh, probably okay. sprinkle worthy. Adam Scott at 55. I mean, the top 10 is five to one, so Not don't bad. mind that. Um, and we start getting into some sketch territory after that. So, yeah, I mean, it's like bet bet John Rahm and like maybe bet the game tonight and the NBA game and try to hit that and double your, you know, juice double it up money. a little bit or something. Yeah, I think uh, Lowry at fifty to one. If it's a tough conditions, it could fit him beautifully. That's what he loves to to play in. Same with Fitz at thirty five. Be a couple dudes like Euros play well here, and it makes sense if you look at the layout. Just put it that yeah. way. It makes a ton of sense why they play well outside of like Cantley, obviously. But Euros play very, very well at this golf course, and it makes a ton of sense. So it'll never be on the Ryder Cup. Let's put it that way. It'll never be a, a Ryder Cup event. All right, that'll wrap us up. Any final thoughts before we talk RBC Canadian Open next week? Uh, I, I don't. This is a fun tournament, so good luck.
yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping I get to watch more of it this weekend. Probably won't because it's supposed to be nice this weekend. I might go watch the Giants or something. Who knows? Play some golf. We'll see. Yeah. But uh, you can check out Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. I am at BD Entrick, the podcast at Always Press DFS. This was the Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast for the 2023 Memorial. Catch you all next time. Hey,